How are you? I'm Robin and you're listening to Self-Isolation, the podcast. Going it alone, together. Still going on this, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. But the good thing about this is I have another guest. Another guest to put through their paces on the Self-Isolation 6. And this one is a very special guest. I managed to lock down the gorgeous Hayley Hasselhoff. Now, you will know the Hasselhoff name. I mean, if you don't, where have you been? Hayley is the daughter of David Hasselhoff and Pamela Back. Now, although she has a famous family, Hayley has very much carved out her own career. She's an actress. She's a model. She's a curve advocate. She also has a brand new Instagram TV series called Redefine You. Um, I had a quick chat with Hayley before we recorded this, kind of just to get the vibe and kind of see if we were vibing together. And I really like the way that Hayley sort of spoke about well-being, also her experience. She's only 27, but she's got this wisdom beyond her years. Get comfy, strap yourself in, grab yourself a coffee. Here's Hayley Hasselhoff on Self-Isolation the podcast. Hayley, hi. hi, how are you? Yeah, I'm well, I'm very well actually. Um, I'm feeling feeling quite good today, feeling quite energized and ready to, to tackle whatever is kind of thrown at me. This is good because you're going to be asked the self-isolation six. Yes, the self-isolation six, I love it, only the six. Only the six, and it's going to go under the bonnet, see what makes you tick, really get to know you a bit better. Amazing. I'm ready. Give it all to me. Okay, so at the moment, we're obviously in quarantine or isolation, whatever you want to call it. But where in the world, and this could be anywhere, like a hotel, a house, your own home, someone else's home, a fantasy world, where would you want to self-isolate? If I could self-isolate anywhere in the world by myself it would probably be on a beach somewhere to be honest in a little shack somewhere just being able to be one with nature and really just reconnect to who i am i think that that would make sense for many people to be honest if you're by yourself where else would you want to be you know you don't need much in that arena and you're going to be staying within the uh comfort of the four walls as you may say but if you have the availability to be able to walk on a beach or walk through nature i think that's the best thing for somebody's mind i'm very jealous of many people here in la where you see their social media and they're all you know in their malibu houses and walking along alongside the beach and i'm like that sounds like an amazing vacation right now um and I'm sure that you're feeling the exact same, you know, being in the busyness of London and probably your four walls and your flat that you have and, and then just going out whenever you possibly can just to get some fresh air. But it's a very different world. So I think if anything, I would love to be somewhere in nature if possible. And I'm taking it that's a, that's a beach and a tropical beach rather than a beach in the UK. Obviously, you've spent a lot of time here. It's not going to be somewhere in Essex, is yeah, it? Probably Yes, it was very tropical. I'm saying like the Maldives or I'm saying, uh, you know, Bali or Bora Bora or even Hawaii, for instance. I, I just, yeah, definitely something tropical. Um, but then again, I wouldn't mind just being here in LA in Malibu. I think the beaches where you guys are at are a little bit too cold right now, if I had to choose one. And walking, I mean, you guys are hilarious though, because I've done so many amazing shoots on in Camber Sands, which is one of like my favorite places. I'm obsessed with rye. 
um, literally obsessed. I go to the Gallivant Hotel every time I shoot for Mary Claire out there. And it's beautiful, but it cracks me up how many people are still walking their dogs when you can't even see your hand in front of you. Like, it's so blurry because of how cold it is. And I'm like, they're still out. They've still gone on their walk. And it's freezing. You've just got to keep going. I mean, I'm Scottish, so if you think it's cold in down here in England, then uh, you've got another thing coming. So um, you're obviously very busy. Um, I know that you're doing uh, your new Instagram Live series. You're, you say new, but you're, you're well through that. But when you get a bit of downtime, when you kind of get a bit of time to yourself, is there anything you're watching or reading at the moment? I just started picking up again the book, The Wisdom of Insecurity. Um, you know, I think for me, my work has always been my downtime. Stimulating my mind and keeping myself busy really helps me. Um, so I've just been really putting my all into everything that I'm creating. And with this whole kind of taking everything virtual, it's a beautiful experience because a lot of the times to get things off the ground, either when it comes to when I work with GMA for fashion or even this morning for fashion, a lot of it's obviously the prep to then put something on live. Well, now it's you've got this comfort of your own home to create different projects, to do more DIYs, and to be able to create content that means something to you. And I think in reverse, um, these are all of my passions. So these are all my hobby things. These are all the things that I, I would do even if I didn't get paid for them, right? So um, I have a very big blessing where I've turned my purpose into my profession. And I think I just continue with that during this time as well to wind down. I mean, I, I have a hard time watching TV because I feel a bit of guilt. And I also think that when I watch something, I feel like there's always so much more that I could be learning or I could be growing from. I think during this time, especially, I can tell that my anxiety or my mental health is worse when I'm just standing still because then I'm allowing um, the guilt or the worry of what the world is presenting us. But when I'm stimulating my mind and realizing that I'm still moving two steps forward within my self growth, it calms me down and makes me remember that, you know, this time you can use for a positive if you find it. It's difficult when, when you are doing something that you really enjoy and that is your hobby yeah. and your passion. But do, do you ever find a time that, I mean, you've spoken before about sort of um, well-being and sort of mental health. Is there something that you think of as that is my that is my thing that I can totally distance from work and just have that bit of headspace? Um, obviously, I, I meditate. I think breathing is really important. I think that you know before I go to bed, that's sort of where my mind winds down. Um, I just Etude sent me this amazing lavender pillow that I've just been obsessed with. It's an eye pillow where it's uh, we obviously the weight then presses into your eye sockets and really relaxes your mind and the smell of obviously the lavender also helps so it's a it's a, been a beautiful sort of thing that I've been doing before I go to bed I've never worn an eye mask in my entire life until I would say this whole thing happened um it, but it's this interesting world of uh, the 
how other things outside yourself can help you really look within, right? So putting on an eye mask and then putting on a lavender pillow that gives you that weight of the world, it's sort of reminding myself to just take a deep breath and to know that the only person that can help yourself right now is yourself to look within. So I think that's one of the biggest things that I always do when everything's a bit too much for me to handle is I just try to take the moment for myself, and whatever that looks like, because that's going to change daily, right? Like I could have moments where... I'm completely crying. I had two days ago, I mean, Easter, I cried the entire day. Like, I mean, I literally was like a full day of crying and I had to just let myself do it. You know what I mean? It was just like, I have all these emotions, wherever they're coming from, instead of categorizing them and figuring out exactly why I'm crying, it was more of just let yourself cry because your body's obviously holding on to a lot of energies and you just need to let them come out so that you can just be with your own self. And it was a it was a very therapeutic and needed day. Like I said, everybody's gonna be dealing with different sort of anxieties and I think a lot of different emotions during this time and especially how you're receiving and perceiving other people's energies that are around you, especially the ones that are the closest to you because everybody's gonna be dealing with other things themselves and sometimes that can clash in moments that you never thought would before. Definitely. And I think if you have your own sort of coping mechanisms, then it's it's great that you can kind of identify those and, and know what to do. For me, like I I love running in the morning. I like getting to the into the evening and maybe having a glass of wine or having a bit of a ritual of making a cocktail. Like I'm I'm very Scottish when it comes to that. Like I like <laughs> I like a drink. If it's not coffee, it's wine. But is is there like is there like one drink and that can be that can be a morning coffee or a nice latte. I'm trying to go a bit LA on you here. Or yeah. a glass of champagne. Yeah, it- yeah I, I, I have to say to you, I don't drink. So I'm not a drinker. That's like one thing with me. I just, I, I don't even remember the last time I had a glass of anything. Um, but, you know, it, it's so funny. I think it goes a couple ways for me. Like I'm a, a I love kombucha. Like I'm, I'm totally a fanatic about that. Um, but I'm obsessed with coffee and I just like black coffee, just straight, just in the mornings, just have a good cup of coffee and I'm good to go. Um, yeah. Welcome to my life as well. Um, it's, I'm already on my third cup. So (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not really too fussy on what my coffee's like. I just want it and I just need it. And I know that my body needs it. Um, but another good thing I think during this, just to kind of, talk about you know what we're doing to our bodies during this time and the importance of remembering to it boost your immune system i love that i'm hearing so much more that people are taking vitamins i love that people are taking care of themselves because they're now realizing that there's something bigger outside themselves that could affect them um so for me every morning since i'm used to always being on the road it's, it's been this constant struggle of trying to keep my my regime up but now that i'm home in one place i've got my apple cider vinegar i've got my vitamin c my vitamin d you know i'm i'm taking things on the regular which is um which makes you feel good you know when you wake up in the morning and you sort of have that that regimen that you know that you're taking care of yourself not just obviously mind body and soul but you're taking care of yourself with supplements that you know are only going to help improve you um during something like this is is quite quite nice so in this period, I'm learning a lot that um, that I actually need people. It's lovely to talk to people virtually, yeah. but actually having people around me um, is so important. Is there something that you think this period might teach you about yourself? 
I think this period's already taught me something about myself. You know, I think that this period's reminded me how many amazing people I have around me um, that I maybe have not connected with in a long time or people that are like yourself that I can connect with that are beautiful souls that you so often are so wrapped up within your own career, within your own life that you don't take that time to actually connect. You know, when I started redefine you, I, I really just started with no agenda besides having honest open conversations about mental health and well-being, and, um, really kind of wanted to dive deep into kind of breaking apart, a lot of my friends who are so strong-willed and understanding where that came from and having these open conversations has just been so beautiful to really get to know people on a deeper level and to take the time to do it and listen and I think I'm listening to their stories I'm benefiting from it they're benefiting from being able to release something that somebody maybe hasn't asked them in a while because they're at such a place in their career um, and I think it's just a beautiful open conversation to have so it's reminding me the importance in building relationships with people that are around you that you may have lost touch with for a long time. Like I, I've dropped into some of your lives and do you, do you not find it exhausting after that and after those conversations that you've kind of extracted so much from people? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is what people don't see in us, and you're the same, is, you know, we obviously, we do pre-chats, and then we, and then I build a script to make them feel comfortable off of, you know, where we're kind of projecting or where we're going to tell their story. Because my biggest thing is, is it's their story. It's their narrative. It's their journey. And I'm there to support them and comfort them through that. Um, and to let them know that being vulnerable is there's so much strength in that. And I think that if there's any time to tell your story and to tell your struggles, it's now. So the person who is at home dealing with struggles for the first time because of this collective pandemic, um, you're able to really resonate with them where they can hear something in the conversation that will apply to who they are right now or apply to what they're going to be feeling, you know, five, six days down the line that they didn't even know that they needed to hear. Um, so it's a beautiful time to have these conversations. But yeah, I mean, I do think that, I think in the beginning it was, it was, I was still trying to figure out as well where I was at with this pandemic and then sort of threw in this whole other thing and thought, okay, this is helping myself. And I think I've finally come to a happy medium with it all of understanding how to understand somebody's energy and also let it go. But I do think, weirdly enough, I do also think that my energy is benefiting from hearing other people talk about what they're dealing with because it's allowing me to be vulnerable with myself. It's allowing me to look in within who I am and whatever they're saying that works for them. Like when I'm listening, listening to them, like when we're live and they're literally telling me, you know, I've done this or I've done that or... Um, you know, this morning I woke up and I decided to have a gratitude list and I thought, th thought of my family or I thought of, you know, my house. Then it made me sort of turn inside and go, oh, am I thinking that? Am I, am I thinking about my family? Am I thinking about my house? Or I, and then I hear her and I go, okay, well, yes, I understand that your family's a huge support. Maybe that's not always in my case, but what else is a huge support within my life, right? So it, it keeps your mind thinking and it keeps you sort of reflecting um, on how other people are reflecting. So I think there is a lot of positivity within the conversations, even for my own mental health. Uh, maybe it's like a British culture thing, but we don't often kind of say what exactly what we're thinking or feeling and to articulate that can sometimes be pretty difficult. So, you know, you spoke there about a gratitude list. I mean, 
I wouldn't even know where to start with that. I just like wake up and think, okay, I feel all right today. Let's go for it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I would say to you, a gratitude list is probably one of the biggest things that people have been saying on the regular in these conversations. And I didn't realize how many people actually make a gratitude list. I mean, either, you know, sitting down and actually making it or just standing up in the morning and, you know, remembering what they're grateful for. Um, but it's it's something as simple as remembering, you know, obviously I'm not at my house, I'm at my, my family's home right now, but I've got a roof over my head. I've got a, a, you know, I've got a computer, I've got a phone where I'm able to have virtual conversations with people. So I'm still intact. Um, you know, I've, I've got the means enough to have food in front of my, in front of me. I've got, you know, there's so many little things in life in which we forget to be grateful for on a day to day basis. Um, and those are the essential needs in which the world has already locked us in down for to say that all you need are your essentials, right? So if you start listening to what the world is saying you only need, you start remembering, oh, wow, then all this outside clutter that I've created as drama or created as stress really isn't stress anymore because I'm now having to remember what truthfully means something for me. And I think that was one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to start redefining you because I looked between myself and I said, if I was to be remembered, how would I want to be remembered? And I said, I'd want to be remembered as somebody who was honest and I'd want to be remembered as somebody who wanted to help people. And that I know that I've had this innate gift since I was a young girl to be able to talk to people about what they've dealt with in a very, um, Calcul calculatedly way like like how you just said I, I kind of like look it through my brain and I'm like oh you've been through that but then that brought you that and that brought you this you know and it's this like magical mystical thing and I just think it's a beautiful way to speak to somebody about all that they've been through um yeah and there's a lot to be grateful for exactly I I think and it's important to realize that we are very lucky in in what we do and a lot of people are less fortunate you're you um to me are like wise beyond your years and um, like you're still not even 30 you seem to be in control of a lot of your life and and I suppose you've had a lot of experience too like you started acting very young you're a curve advocate and model do you think all that sort of experience has kind of helped you sort of navigate your way into I suppose where you are in life at the moment yeah definitely I mean I started out I started well, I started acting very, very young and then I took a break and I realized that acting was really uh, therapeutic for me. You know, being able to uh, release my traumas, release my pain through somebody else and having empathy towards another person was very um, cathartic. So I was in private acting lessons for years until I knew the time was right for me to go after an agent. And um, during that time, I started curve modeling when I was 14. And at that time in the media, nobody really spoke up about curve models. So it was a very eye-opening experience for somebody who was a teenager growing into her own curves and growing into her own self um, to then be on set with women who were in their early 20s who were voluptuous and fit and toned and healthy and I was like that's who I aspire to be right it wasn't necessarily a body type that I aspired to be it was that I aspired to be healthy and fit and toned and taking ownership for the strength in the woman that I am and um, I had the beautiful opportunity of working with brands at a very young age who still wanted to always 
be an advocate for body positivity. So then it sort of kind of put that within who I, who I innately was and was growing into, whether I wanted it or not, you know? And then I, I got onto a television show where I was lead on the series for ABC Family called Huge. And Winnie Holtzman created the show. She created Wicked. And she also created my so-called life, Claire Danes. And the show was about kids at a uh, weight loss camp, but they were all dealing with mental health issues. Now, this was a scripted series, but it was kind of before its time. So it was dealing with sort of like 13 Reasons Why, in a sense. It was dealing with showcasing how kids were dealing with mental health issues um, through storylines that were relating to kids who were uh, in school today. And my character had body dysmorphia. She was the prettiest girl at the camp, but she had the most problems with her self-image. And so it resonated with everything that I've sort of told in my life leading up to that time when I was 17 on that show. It was like, no matter through acting, no matter through, you know, fashion, my, my life purpose has always been to be an activist or an advocate through um, speaking up for people who can't speak up for themselves on that beauty comes in all different shapes and sizes. And then if you dig in deeper with that, you realize that, you know, you had to be in that position. You have to sort of get to a place of full acceptance of who you are, the good, the bad, and the indifferent. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm definitely not wise enough to say that I don't have bad days. I told you I had a full crime day on Easter for Christ's sake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I allow myself to have those emotions. And I think that's what's probably one of the most beautiful and admirable things about me is that I'm not afraid to feel. And I think when you're not afraid to feel, then you're not afraid to accomplish because you aren't really scared of what's to come. I mean, where, where'd you go from that? It's like, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I was about to go into a beauty question there and I felt like I probably couldn't. It was a bit too lighthearted. Uh, when, we, when we came on here, I was like, you look amazing. Your lips are just like red and glowing. Also, your skin is like really, really <laughs> Yeah. If you only see you though right now, you're literally like this does I'm like, oh hi. Um, like obviously with, with all the work you've you've done and through modeling, you have like a glam squad that will sort of get you ready for the campaign or for the look. But in self-isolation, do you do you have a beauty routine or is there something that sort of aesthetically yeah. makes you feel good? Oh, I mean Glam squad, sham squad. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, we all have our glam squad, but I can tell you, everybody in my team will always tell you I've always been overdressed. I've always been, I mean, I have always loved fashion and I've always loved beauty and that's not for anybody else but myself. That's not saying that I don't feel beautiful with no makeup on or my hair wet or, you know, in my PJs, whatever it is. Um, but there's something to me about putting myself together for myself. A lot of what I've said today, I think, relates back to, to self-love. And especially during this time, there's nothing more that you can do. I know that for me, no matter where I've been in the world, no matter how I'm traveling, I mean, my biggest part of my suitcase is my skincare products. Because I know that the first thing I do when I get to a new hotel is I unpack everything, I hop in that shower, I wash off that airplane, and I put on every single skin product you can find. I'm jade rolling. I mean, it is just a whole show. But it's it makes me feel like I'm taking care of myself. You know, it makes me feel like I'm doing something for myself. Like you said before, you know, what do you do for yourself? That's probably one of the biggest things that I love to do for myself um, is, you know, at home facials and skincare and 
and just a, you know, treating yourself. I mean, I, I love a good hair mask. I'm just all in for all of it. It's a bit of a ritual too, isn't it? It's just, you oh, know, yeah. by the mirror, getting your products out, sussing out what you're, I mean, we, we think about our mental health and we know what our body needs, but to understand what your skin needs at that moment or, or your hair. Do you have any favorite products? I'm just, I'm desperate to basically get skin like you. <laughs> what well, oh, stop I it. Uh, well, I will say this, even though I'm completely out of them, but I will always, I will always promote them because I'm obsessed. Uh, Eminence is a Hungarian product and they've saved my skin. They saved me and my, my sister's skin years, years ago. I haven't restocked in them in a while because I've actually been trying to look and find new products. Um, I think I've been so stuck with my products for so many years that that over the past like couple months I've been like you know what let's let's expand so uh Locoton has actually been really great for my skin I've really loved their products that they've been sending me I've been really into Chanel's Le Lift eye creams that I use um I'm obsessed with obviously I've got the psychic sister jade roller situation happening um i am obsessed with either like a Kerastase hair mask or a Daniel Gavin salon hair mask um any sort of thing that I can, you know, especially before I go to bed, like that's what it is. It's, it's like I go home after a set or if I'm getting off an airplane and I just give myself a really good facial and then I whip myself a hair mask in and I'm just ready to rock. Absolutely. I mean, next time you're over, I'm coming to your hotel room. <laughs> yes, please do. I would love it. It's like one of my favorite things. I mean, most people would tell you if you knew me, I pretty much live within my silks. Like I live within my silk nightgowns and then like just skincare my life away. Obviously doing Zoom meetings and stuff, I'm actually putting on clothing and getting full, full glammed. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I I do really love all that stuff. So you're more than welcome to come have a sleepover at my house. I'll be there. You don't drink, but I'll certainly bring a bottle of red. And I'll, I'll have that with a straw, with the little lavender face mask. Yeah, okay. we're doing it all. Um, the last question you can take as however you like. Okay. But what one thing can you do better alone than with anyone else? Um taking care of myself I mean I feel like that's the easiest the easiest way to say it there's I mean there's uh there's so many things that you can do better alone guys I'm so used to being alone I travel alone I've been traveling alone for 10 years um I enjoy being alone you know you need to start enjoying your own company I think it's really important to being able to understand what it feels like uh, to to live life on your own, going to a restaurant on your own, going to the movies alone, you know, sitting down and journaling. Because if you remember all the stuff that's outside that you can do alone, it makes it so much easier for you than to go inside and do it alone, right? Because you know that you have this security with who you are and not needing other people's validation besides your own validation. So I think my biggest thing is just taking care of myself alone is one of the biggest, one of the biggest things, yeah. I'm definitely one of the most important things. If you can't look after yourself, then you're not. What's yours? What, what's your thing? What's my thing? Oh God, really flipping it. Um, what can I do better alone than with anyone else? Um, like writing and just being in a, in a zone. I'm, I'm so used to working with other people and I have my team in the office and it's so nice having them to sort of bounce ideas. But actually when I sort of sit down, I feel a bit Carrie Bradshaw just going off on one, just like tap, 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 tap. It's, I love just writing. Yeah. yeah. Carrie Bradshaw, I love it. That's me. Carrie Bradshaw <laughs> living in London. Do you get up every morning and play, put a full, put a full do on during this isolation? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going all that. I mean, I'm I'm quite relaxed today for you, but I just thought a little gray tea, pop the hair up. The hair's getting yeah, a bit messy. You've got really nice trousers on. I did see when you walked away for a second. Just yeah, see, cute. I I'm all about the blues and the grays. That's just like I love my it. I love it. I love a monochromatic look. I'm obsessed. And then I've got the jungle here, so this is keeping me company. I mean, they are your babies. They are your babies. They're doing well. They're growing very well. I mean, I'm a bit like climbing the walls, but the plants are enjoying having me here. I think I probably need a cat or a dog or a boyfriend or just something to probably look after. <laughs> Why don't you adopt? You can adopt during this time, can't you? You can adopt a cat or a dog. Okay, I'm glad you said cat or dog, I thought I'm, I'm not ready for a kid and I don't think I can pick one up that easy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have you step that far just yet. <laughs> I'll, um, yeah, I'll, I'll look at the cat with the dog next time. Do you have any pets? No, I don't. I don't have any pets. It's probably wise. I mean, you could get a hamster, but I don't think they're going to give you as much love as a, as a dog. Get a hamster. Oh my God, I would die. I would be like, no, thank you. I'm okay. Please send it back. <laughs> or a Tamagotchi, but there you go. But, um, Hayley, we've done, we've done the self-isolation six. We have. We've done it. We've nailed it. We've been, we've been through the deep and the emotion we've been on the lipstick and the hair masks and you've been great thank you very much no thank you so there you go Haley Hasselhoff answering the self-isolation six on self-isolation the podcast enjoyed that one went a bit deep talking about feeling good mental physical wellness and then classic me just moving on to a lipstick chat so um Thanks, Haley. Very enjoyable. Guys, if you are new to this, then please do press subscribe or press follow, depending on what podcast service you're using. And be sure to give this a big five. That's five star rating. And tell your friends, obviously. And leave a little comment. Always well appreciated. Thank you very much. And do come and follow on Instagram. Drop me a DM. Keep me company. All that good stuff. But enjoy the rest of your week. And I will talk to you in my next new podcast. Bye-bye.